Hi everybody, this is Paul Wainia of the Agile Games Podcast. I'm here all by myself this time around. Laura was off for a couple weeks on vacation in Hawaii, came back and ran off to the Agile Games New England conference. So she's not going to be able to join us, but I can tell you we've got a whole bunch of great interviews coming up. Today's is going to just kind of be a mini episode where I'm going to walk you through an activity that I really enjoy and tell you about a few things that we've got happening. One of those items is that we are now part of the Agile Podcast Network, and you can find that online at agilepodcastnetwork.com. Got a whole bunch of great podcasts, such as Agile for Humans, Metacast, Agile Coffee, a whole bunch of other really great ones. Check it out. What I'm going to be doing today is walking through something called the marketplace exercise. Now, I'm not sure how many of you out there have played this. This is a really fun thing to do with teams. I often like to do it with a brand new group that's just getting together for the first time. And it doesn't have to be teams. I'll often run this at my workshops just so everyone gets to know a little bit about those that they'll be playing with that day. The exercise is basically a poster. Everybody needs to have a large sheet of poster paper. It doesn't have to be a flip chart, but it needs to be larger than just a single sheet of paper. You might be able to get away with a legal size piece of paper or something like that, but it's much more effective when it's a larger sheet of paper. I would recommend checking out Michael's or something similar to that and seeing what they've got. They've got some much cheaper options when you're using lots of paper and don't want to have to use up a flip chart. But anyways, everyone will have their sheet of paper that they're going to be working on or their poster. And it consists of a couple of different elements that I'm going to walk you through. First, of course, they're going to put their names up at the top. And depending on the group, sometimes I'll have them put in their roles. If we're trying to establish a team, an agile team, where we don't really want to focus on roles too much, I might drop this part of the exercise and just have them put their names on it. And then after they put their names down... Have them put some interesting information about themselves on the sheet, something that they enjoy doing. And usually when I have this section, I ask them to draw something. So I'll have an example that I have created, and I'll put that up on the wall. The example will be maybe a drawing of an ukulele, which I love to play, or maybe a drawing of a motorcycle or something like that. And they're usually pretty poorly drawn, and I emphasize the fact that they're poorly drawn to make sure that people are comfortable, that they don't have to be a great artist to draw something up on the board. They just need to draw something that, that they enjoy, that they're passionate about. They've got their name, they've got the thing that they're passionate about, and then what comes next really can depend on what kind of a group I am working with. Often I like three things. I like what is something that you are good enough at that you feel you could teach other people, what is something that you are good at, but, you know, maybe not at the teaching level? And then what is something that you would like to learn? And often on Teams, this will be focused around different development languages or different tools. So perhaps I might say, I am a really good C-sharp developer. So I'm going to put C-sharp as something that I can teach other people. I am an okay Java developer. I wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable teaching other people Java but I know how to write in Java. And then maybe the last one is I never learned Cobalt. And I would love to learn how to write in Cobalt. Why, I have no idea. But maybe you do want to learn how to write in Cobalt just for fun. So you might put that as your third thing. What we're trying to get people to do is, hey, here's something I'm good at. Here's something I'm okay at. And to admit, 
I'm not perfect at everything. Sometimes you'll have some of those people in your group where it's really tough for them to admit that there are things that they're trying to learn, that there are things they could be better at. So we have everyone in the group admit, here's something that I'm not great at, I'd like to be better at. So then after that section, you can put anything that might help out in what you're trying to achieve with this team by bringing this team together. The questions can be anything like, what do I do when I'm stressed? When I'm stressed, I put on my headphones or when I'm stressed, I go out for a walk or something like that. I kind of like that as a signal to the rest of the group that, hey, I've got these coping mechanisms. If you see me at my desk with my headphones on, that means that it's probably not the best time to talk to me. Or if I've got my door closed with the lights out, that means I need a little cooling off time right now or I'm really stressed out. Maybe not the best time to approach me with a question. Tying into that, one of the things that I like to see next on the poster might be a Magua rule. Now, for those of you familiar with Gremlins, you might know what a Magua is. The cute little furry, friendly gremlins, when they got wet or it was after midnight and you fed them or any number uh, of other things that triggered them to turn into the nasty gremlins. So the Magua rule was don't do these things if you want to keep a nice, happy, friendly pet. And that can be the same thing for teams. Hey, you know what? If I'm running a meeting, please do not come to my meeting late. It really irritates me. It's basically a pet peeve. What is your pet peeve? I don't like to be interrupted. I, I don't like meetings that run long. I don't like it when people are rude to each other in meetings. It could be anything like that. Whatever it is that can sometimes just really trigger you and get you upset, put that on the poster as your Magua rule. And now we all know that, hey, you know what, if this person's putting on a meeting, they really like to have an agenda. It bothers them to go to agenda-less meetings. So we're going to make an effort to make sure that we have agendas for all of our meetings because we're going to respect our teammates and make sure that we don't do anything that's going to annoy or frustrate them. So I often find that that's a really useful thing to have on your poster. Whatever it is, you get that all those things up on the poster. And this is a trick that I learned from Heidi Helfand have everyone have some stickies and a marker with them. And as you walk through each of the posters, you have the person present their poster. Hi, I am Paul Wynia. I am passionate about Agile games and I can teach people about Agile games. And then if there's someone that's like, oh, wow, I always wanted to learn about those, they can jot a little note down on the sticky and stick it on your poster next to that particular item. So I, my name is John and I really want to learn more about Agile games and they stick that up there on the poster. So now you've made a connection between those two people, the person who has something to teach and the people who want to learn something. And I go, go on down my poster and maybe for the thing that I want to learn more about is Objective C. And someone can say, oh, hey, I know about Objective-C. I can teach Objective-C. And so they write that down on their sticky and put it up on your poster next to, I want to learn about Objective-C. And now we've made another connection. Or maybe it's even back in that fun section with the ukulele that I've got up there. Maybe there's someone else in the team that also plays ukulele. And they write down, hey, I play too. Let's get together and jam at lunch. 
and they stick that up there. Now that these posters are completed, you've got some connections between your team members in the form of different stickies. You've also got a whole bunch of brown bags that your team can now teach. So once a week, every Friday, we get together at noon and we go through the things that people can teach on these posters and we have them teach those things to the rest of the team. By the way, as each person presents, everyone says welcome and gives them a hand clap at the end of their poster. And we keep going around the room until everyone has presented. And now we know a lot more about each other. And we're ready to start whatever that day's activities are, whether it's a game workshop, whether it is some small conference that we're at. We've now got a good foundation. We know who the people we're in the room with, and we can get started on what we have next. So I hope you enjoyed this little mini episode. We just wanted to make sure that we kept getting some more content up there. We've got some great interviews coming up. I was just at the Agile Fluency game. We're going to have some interviews coming up with Diana Larson and James Short. Laura's at the Agile Games New England talking to all kinds of people. And then next week, we've got the Scrum Gathering here in San Diego. And I can guarantee you, we are going to be interviewing people like crazy at that conference. So we are going to have a whole ton of brand new interviews coming up for you. Look forward to those. I've also got a couple of Lego Serious Play facilitator certifications coming up, so if you'd like to get certified at Lego Serious Play, be sure to check those out. It's May 23rd in San Jose and June 6th at Legoland down here in San Diego. So check those out on workagile.net in the events section, and we'll see you there. Thanks for tuning in.